0: your hosts, cole stratton and vanessa ragland hi i'm vanessa ragland and i'm carol stratton and we are bringing you the pop my culture podcast cole how much do you love vanessa
1: so much i love her so much
0: oh that's sweet well anyway uh Okay, the jig is up. This is just Vanessa Raglin. Cole Stratton is at SF Sketch Fest, the amazing festival of comedy he runs up in San Francisco, and he's finishing that up, so I'm doing this on my own. And we're going to get to the episode that we taped live at the Eureka Theater in San Francisco with the amazing Drew Carey in just a moment. Um, Cole and I will be Back together with our thank yous next week and all the typical stuff. But I do encourage you to check out the website at popmyculturepodcast.com. Leave us a review on iTunes if you have a second. It means a lot to us and it's free. And also I'm going to announce my candidacy for Leukemia Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year. Um, You can check out more about Leukemia Lymphoma Society at LLS.org. It's an amazing selfless organization that I'm really honored to be part of. Just in this way, it's basically a 10-week fundraising campaign that I'm starting on February 16th, and there will be a link to my fundraising information on popmyculturepodcast.com, or you can also email me at info at popmyculturepodcast.com for more information on how you can get involved. But I'm super excited to do this. I have lots of fun events planned. And if you want to get involved or if you want to donate, any little bit helps and it all goes straight to LLS. So I encourage you to hop on board with that. And um, as for now, I'm just going to encourage you to enjoy this amazing episode. Drew Carey was a wonderful guest and we're both so happy with how the show went. Cole and I. I don't know how Drew feels. I haven't kept up with him. I'm going to text him right now.
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you.
0: Uh,
1: welcome to the Pop My Culture podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Raglan And I'm sadly winded from that. Yeah. That is that unfortunate. That
0: was a workout between that and the hills in this city. I
1: tell you. San
0: Francisco.
1: I'm glad we got topical right away. Yeah. Uh, thank well, you guys uh, for coming. Uh, you may have noticed that that theme song wasn't our normal theme song. That was sent in by a listener.
0: Buddy Peace.
1: Buddy Peace.
0: He's in London. <laughs> he is, so
1: we thought we'd just play that for fun this time. It's
0: cool. It's like streetsy.
1: So, but, you know, when you leave, we'll play the uh, annoying earworm of a theme song, so <laughs> you can get used to that. Uh, this is uh, this is really fun for us. Yes. This is the second time we've done the podcast live at SF Sketchfest,
0: And we're so happy to be back.
1: A lot has changed for us in the last year or so.
0: Cole's taking up yoga?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Yeah, we've... uh, Let's see, last year we were here with Bob Odenkirk. Was anybody at that show? Woo!
0: Yeah, everyone was. Thank you both.
1: Uh, It was a lot of fun, but a lot has happened since then. Uh, Rolling Stone named us the number two best comedy podcast of the moment. What?
0: Yay!
1: Uh, And IFC put us on a list, too, of their top ten to download. And uh, we joined the Nerdist Network of shows. So So
0: we're super excited about that, too.
1: So now we are reaching upwards of four hundred people people per week. Uh, So, yeah, so it's been really fun. And uh, we get to do these live every once in a while. And it's always fun to do it uh, up here in San Francisco at the festival. Yeah,
0: we thought we'd start it out with a lot of energy so then we could sit down for an hour. That's
1: right. Get you all (laughs) sacked up for a high-energy sit-down. Whoop! Uh,
0: That's (laughs) the sound of the police.
1: Oh that! Oh, nice.
0: Thanks. That's good.
1: That's good. Uh, we're really excited to be here, and we're really excited for our guest. Um, this guy is a, a comedy legend. Uh, you know him from a sitcom named after him.
0: His name is synonymous with Drew Carey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the host currently of The Price Is Right, a little game show you may remember. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Drew Carey. Yay!
2: buddy how you doing it's freezing in here Ooh, really welcome cool. drew it's really weird if you're listening to this because uh, there's a live audience it's like when npr goes <laughs> live <laughs>
0: it's so cold yeah. thanks for coming you here.
2: know when npr like if you ever listen to npr and they have a live you know from somewhere yeah and you're like fuck that's weird
0: <laughs> yeah why <laughs> are they doing that yeah. just yeah. go away and let us listen do it on our own yeah um but thank you guys for coming. Seriously, right. <laughs> Seriously we really appreciate it.
2: And um, we're going to a, do a little pledge drive right after the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's right. There will be tote bags on your way out. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here, Drew. Sure. Uh, there's something very important we need to start by talking about. We okay. don't
0: usually get serious at the top, but today's different. What
1: happened? Well. So, Jay-Z and Beyonce whoop. had a baby. Yeah.
0: First but, of all, the best thing that's ever happened to the world.
1: Right. Or so they will have us believe. Sure. Uh, that it's baby's, always great when
2: you have a baby, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Their baby's name is Blue Ivy. And they finally picked a godmother. Get the fuck out of here. I'm 100% serious. <laughs>
2: that's Blue a good name. Ivy.
1: It's, uh, the theory is it's named after their last albums. Or were they fucked?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) could be true, too. They were were laying in some blue ivy.
0: (laughs) Hey, I got an idea, (laughs) Beyoncé. Okay. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Was that your impression of Jay-Z?
0: And then Beyoncé. I did both of
1: them.
2: Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) I'm really versatile.
2: Man. (laughs) it will be the greatest
1: baby of all time. Okay. Uh, Anyways. uh, (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh blue ivy uh the they only way this anything. baby
0: could get better is if Oprah was her godmother
1: and she, she is. is wow oprah what? the wow. Big o is uh the they announced godmother. Well,
2: that's great, in case they ever get in any kind of money trouble, Oprah can
1: help
0: yeah, them out. That's true. Oprah <laughs> could really bail them out.
2: <laughs> yeah, In case Jay-Z goes broke, and like, hey man, I can't afford a crib.
0: Oh,
1: I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I think you get kind of obnoxious after a while. Every every birthday, Oprah comes over, look under your chair, Blue Ivy! It's a car! <laughs> yeah. I'm five! Um, but I just love that they made it Public, Like, we've all been like, they had a press conference to announce. Did the they Godmother. have a press yeah, conference? Yeah, something like
2: that. Yeah, Whoa. Just, like, I had on. a press conference, it, but nobody came.
0: Oh.
2: No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if, like, if any of you in the audience could, anybody can call a press conference, you know. Well, but. Except when Jay-Z has one, people fucking show up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry about really all the swearing, by works. the way. Works. I apologize for the We'll swear.
0: bleep them all out. This is a clean podcast. Does it?
2: No. no, no, no. <laughs> But I know. Hardly. It's just that I hardly ever get to swear because I'm on prices right all the time. Yeah. So it's a thrill for me because I can't. You want a fucking car!
1: I can't do that. On right. I would love that though. Just one time you're like, yeah, let's play fucking Plinko. Yeah. Let's get up there.
0: And get your dicks out, kids, because we're about to play Plinko.
2: Uh, <laughs> Wait, when did he yes. become like a Southern bar dude?
0: No, that's my Drew Carey. <laughs> oh, it's
2: really good. It's really good. I really imagine that, like, honestly, because of our Price is Right models, I imagine like a quarter of our audience with their dicks out already. <laughs> <laughs> Tivo, Somebody bid a dollar. Or, Somebody uh, bid a dollar. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That too that baby. <laughs> Tap that microwave. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah. They're giving away a lounge chair. I can't miss that. You
0: guys should put more prizes on the ground so they have yeah. to bend over more.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm
0: sorry, Nicole. This is all gonna be but... in the lawsuit. <laughs>
2: it's all gonna be in the lawsuit. So one time we had on uh, one time we had uh, we have an hour, right? Yeah, so yeah. I can it. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So uh, <laughs> one time we had like sometime one time we had we give away these inflatables. Sometimes that people use out of the lake, you know, by the dock, you know, those kind of things. And uh, to people that have apartments. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no lake house. <laughs> per se. And, uh, but one time it was uh, like, a, hey, what's the next thing for bid? And the door was up and the announcer goes, it's an Inflatable Twister. <laughs> and it was a giant, as big as a stage, Inflatable Twister game. And all the models were playing Twister. Oh. How fucking great is that?
0: Whoa! <laughs> That's the prize itself. And people
2: ask me, how do you like being the host of Prizes, right? Well, you know what? I love it.
0: <laughs> it's really working out.
2: Yeah, we're giving away Twister. a big vat
0: of Jello next yeah. week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tub of mud. Sorry, ladies.
1: <laughs> Didn't they back in the day, though, when that show started, have like really shitty showcase prizes? Like the very first ones were like really
2: bad. Uh, the very first showcase prize ever in 1975, because we recreated it once on an anniversary show, was a. Uh, Pair. It, was, <laughs> it was a box of linoleum tile.
0: <laughs> what?
2: <Yeah>. Eight seventy five. <laughs> no, that was part of the showcase.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's a
2: first, our first prize in this showcase is a box of linoleum tile. And it was just one fucking box of linoleum tile. <laughs> Not enough to do like a quarter of your floor. And the other, one, the other thing was a pair of those uh, old white roller skates. You know those cheap-ass roller skates? <laughs> it was a box of linoleum tile and the cheap-ass roller skates and then something else. And, I, and that was the first one.
0: And everyone's like, I'm good. And then you're, ho-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're hoping
1: you nail it exact so you win them both. Yeah. You know, go home with some tile and some skates. Yeah, because you It'd need be that extra day.
2: tile. But when, we, when we recreated it, we, uh, first we showed the old showcase. And then our first prize was two boxes of linoleum
0: tile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shows come right. a long way, baby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Our showcases are great now. They have, like, really yeah, they're, good, they're amazing nice. trips. Like, like, half the time, I'm like, I wish I could have that showcase.
0: Well, do you ever get to get any of them? Like, the uh, leftovers?
2: N- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could, like, you know, they give me ideas, like, on where to go and where, countries to visit and cars and stuff like that.
0: Just ideas?
2: Yeah, if I ever acted upon them. <laughs> I don't, yeah, act, upon, nice. I don't <laughs> act upon every idea I have. I like the idea <laughs> Or this yeah, that would be there's... the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come
2: on. <laughs> uh, I like the idea put that your cell phones that away different. for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, there, I did watch a clip though where one guy bid exact and won both things. It was like twenty three thousand seven hundred forty three. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: That was all exposed in the Esquire magazine article.
1: Yeah, was it? He he was figured it all out or?
2: Well, if you read the Esquire magazine article, it's all pretty much. I told him. Yeah. Okay. He didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't figure it out. There's a guy. There's a. Um, this fan group that hates me.
0: Uh, what are they a fan of?
2: The, the, <laughs> they're fans of The Price is Right.
0: Okay, and okay. they
2: don't like all the changes we made because they miss all the grandfather clocks. And all. Mm, yeah. and uh, they wanted everything to stay exactly the same. And uh, they wanted me to dye my hair white. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> call myself Bob. So uh, they were, they hate me. So, um, uh, they watched the show so religiously, and before we, have, we had this new producer come, come on, we only would change, like, they, they only would bring on, like, six new prizes a week. So it was, like, the same couch, the same grandfather clocks, the same cars, with no added options or anything. So it was pretty easy, if somebody wanted to, to memorize every single fucking prize we had. Oh, yeah. And there's, you know, it was only six a week. Now we have, like, 40 a week or something ridiculous. Like, you could never keep up. Right. Uh, nowadays, and then every every car we show we change the options and stuff, so we could show like th- we could have like three Chevy tahoes in a show, and you couldn 't get the price of any one of them because we option package a and option package B which they never did and um so this guy was in the front row from this fan group and because we had uh he was a fan of the producer that got let go or that left the show rather and uh he um Memorized all the prices, and he was giving everybody all the prices of all the prizes. <gasps> oh, no. And that's why the guy was able to hit it exactly.
0: Oh, my wow. gosh.
2: And uh, I don't care what that fucking guy said. He got it from the guy in the front row because we have it on tape.
0: Did you cut that guy's hands off? Or uh,
2: no, we cut him out of the show. But, but there's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing illegal about it. We expect people to yell out stuff. And, yeah. And if you, right. Like my favorite moment, one of my favorite moments, we were giving away a Chevy Tahoe and this game called One Away. Uh, which usually people have to get, like, they have to change two or three numbers before they get it right. But this guy got it exactly on one try, and he won the Chevy Tahoe, and we went to commercial, and I asked him, I said, uh, during the break, I go, how'd you get that uh, price right on the money? That was pretty amazing. And he goes, I got it from my friend right over there. His friend stands up and waves. And then I go, hey, what do you do for a living? the guy goes, I sell Chevys. Nice. (laughs) So there's nothing wrong with it at all. Right. <laughs> like, there's nothing illegal or even bad. You can, we expect people to know something and yeah. shout it out. Like, if you we were just shopping for that couch and you see the couch, yell it out and help the guy out. But, uh, but it was just weird that they, it was kind of done out of malice to give everybody the, the exact price and kind of screw over the show.
0: People are creepy with what they decide. This is going to be my thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, there's I mean, a- you know, whatever now. Like, that, that, that guy could come and sit in the front row all he wants now and never get it. Because we change the prizes up and we change it around so much.
0: Right. I invite him to sit in the front row. I do.
2: <laughs> Come and get it, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 you have
0: no idea what kind of options we added onto this.
2: Yeah, you got no idea. This one's got an
1: eight-track player. Price that. Bitch, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of funny clips out there of contestants doing kind of crazy stuff. Like I love the one of the guy <laughs> in the Pittsburgh Steelers thing, the doctor from Pittsburgh who bid $69 and won. Uh, oh, so yeah. That, yeah.
2: He was a, uh, uh, what did he do for a living? What was it? He was a, probably, he, was a he was a gynecologist, yeah. <laughs> and he bid 69, 69. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And his name was like Dr.
0: Cunnilingus. Butts or something like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was like some really like crazy name. Like, come on, tell me that's not your real name. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a guy that, uh, we had a woman that, a uh, 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 lady that lost her wig.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Jumped up and lost her wig and Aww. her wig came off. And it was she jumped she was in the front row no, and she jumped up and her wig came off and uh, her friends were laughing so hard they couldn't help her out. <laughs> <laughs> it took like thirty seconds. as a long time on TV, but it took them like a full thirty seconds to get the wig back on for her to
0: situated, yeah, right? situated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened again, like about a week later. Somebody else lost their wig.
0: Whoa!
2: Uh, when Bob was the host, some lady was running on down and she had a tube top on. It was in the early '80s, and her titties came flying out. <laughs> And then there's the 420 guy that bid. Uh, this it's really good, really funny. I don't know why there's not more 420 Bob T-shirts, but uh, it was like some hippie dude. And from the back, he got called on down. And uh, Bob asked him what his bid was. And he, like seriously, like a, out of Central Casting hippie.
1: And uh, <laughs> what's your
2: bid? I bid 420, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> And then Bob was like, all right. And then he went on to the next one. And then he came back for the next bid. What did he bid? 420 Bob. <laughs> Every fucking bid was 420 <laughs> And then he'd look back at his friends and giggle. And his friends would be like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny.
1: That's awesome. Do you, have, do you have a favorite game on the show at all?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I like them all. I like when people win. Yeah. And I hate it when people lose. And I hate when people lose when they're just not thinking or they get nervous or they just blow it. You know what I mean? It's, like, sometimes it's so obvious and easy. Right. And they miss it. And, I'm, and I can't help them out. I can't go, I, don't, I wouldn't do that. If I <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, whatever people win. The wheel is actually, honestly, very exciting in real life.
0: Yeah? yeah. Which you
2: can't believe. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking exciting. Like, people are just like, Like honestly, like standing ovations when somebody gets a dollar, or you know, when somebody beats something, and people are holding on to each other like this, (laughs) waiting to see. And me too. I'm like, holy shit, this is it.
0: Oh man,
2: could be, could be. Oh. Do you
0: ever spin it on your own time?
2: Sometimes, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Yes,
2: clock me out. I just want to spin this for (laughs) a little while.
1: No, clock me out. Ah! Clock it out.
2: No, it's but they store it backstage. So uh, <gasps> when I have friends come over, I go, "Hey, you want to? This is my like. <laughs> now that I'm single again, this is gonna be my guaranteed get laid. Yeah. Hey, hey, baby, yeah. you want to spin the wheel?
0: Oh my God! Yes, yeah. hold my panties. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's exactly if that, if that doesn't get me In the sack with you Letting me spin the wheel <laughs> Something's gone horrible. How wrong.
1: How heavy is that wheel Is it Because it looks It's like, heavier than people think
2: Yeah Yeah you got to put A little bit of muscle into it Yeah I, I help people out sometimes If they have a shoulder injury Or something like that <laughs> Or they can't so Some people like they, Hey can you help me if, if they're really old And they can't Don't have the strength right. Aww. Or those
1: armless contestants You get on the show Every once in a while
2: Yeah
0: Use your teeth.
2: (laughs) You don't want to be treated special? I'm not going to treat you special. Fine. (laughs) Fucking spin it with your teeth.
0: Figure it out, buddy. I I made up a joke in my head. Are you ready?
2: Oh, boy. I'm ready. Don't ever preface anything
1: with I made up a joke in my head. Yeah, just tell the joke. It's not going to be good. But all right, let's hear it.
0: Oh, what do you call it when two... I don't know what.
1: Ace <laughs> delivery, by the way. I'm on board. I'm on board. First of you all. You sort of an of mice and men delivery to a joke. I Tim M. Rabbits George
2: also. I made this all up. I hope you don't mind if I tell you this. What do you call a tee? <laughs> no,
0: it's about to get good. What do you call when two bananas have been dating for a year? What? <laughs> a banana birthday. <laughs>
2: A banana what?
0: B- Bananiversary. A
1: banana Anniversary. I take it back. That was worth the wait. <laughs> that was worth the wait. Thank you.
2: Happy Anniversary to you. Happy Bananiversary to you. Oh, man, it's you. a song
0: now.
1: <laughs> you just killed it with our five-year-old listeners.
0: Boom!
1: <laughs> Come
2: down to Ralph's for our famous Bananiversary. <laughs> All bananas are half off. <laughs> Dairy Queen banana okay. All banana splits are half off. Ooh. Somebody's gonna steal it. That's right. Oh,
0: great! <laughs> DQ I'm used listens to all it. the time. What
2: happens when two bananas get divorced?
0: Banana, banana split. split. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what do you call a banana? <laughs> there was a bikini. What? Sex appeal.
2: <laughs> Something about potassium. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, good God. What do you call a banana sticking out of a pair of boxer shorts?
0: Banana boner. (laughs) It's it's, it's true.
2: It's true. I was just going to say cock. (laughs) (laughs) You have to simplify the joke. You don't complicate the joke.
0: You're good. You're good, man.
1: (laughs) I'm a good joker, mate. This has been Inside the Joke Studio. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, I kind I, I, I do think it's funny that when people get bent out of shape when games evolve or game shows change. Because I mean, I do sort of miss the old uh, Wheel of Fortune, where. After you would win something, you had to go shopping. Yeah, Do you remember the, that the <laughs> shitty and, things they had. Yeah, and yeah. it would be like you'd run out. Of, you'd have like three hundred dollars left or whatever of, of credits.
2: Yeah, that's like when you have to spend credits at a website place. You know what I mean? You're like fucking just give, just me, give me money. Yeah,
1: you would just be forced to buy like the porcelain rabbit for three hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm sorry, you didn't mine enough gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't well, buy your sword.
0: What's his face? Pat Jack just came what's out. What's his and face? He Thanks. <laughs>
2: You know, What's-His-Face? Been on TV for fucking 30 years? What's-His-Face? What's
0: no, he came out and said he was wasted a lot during his favorite episodes. He yeah. Was, him and Vanna would just do one. He said we'd on have the price one right, drink or six.
2: Back in the day, on The Price is Right, and I don't think Bob did this, but I know for a fact that back in the day, uh, in the 70s and stuff, they used to have, they used to drink in between the shows on The Price is Right. Like the crew and the cameraman and everything would go to a bar next door and get fucking wasted <laughs> and then come back and do the second show and they actually had a uh, uh, until like the 80s or late 80s or even early 90s they had a, uh, a refrigerator full of beer backstage oh
0: my gosh for the
2: crew and everything so they could just get a beer whenever they wanted get
0: weird at the prices right yeah if
2: you ever want to know why some of the camera angles were off uh, you know,
0: <laughs> or all they're all zooming in on those girls were, yeah. like, like
2: really close. creepy sometimes honestly <laughs> it's okay yeah it's alright
1: um, let's talk a little bit about the Drew Carey show is that cool yeah all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Diva.
2: Deaf comedy exit. I'm out.
1: Uh, so nine seasons of a show. Yep. That's, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, except uh, I wanted to do ten. That was not so awesome. Uh-oh. Oh. I was like, man, ten would be a nice round. Oh, fuck.
0: Uh, but babies take nine months to grow.
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet and positive and <laughs> half banana, half full. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, it's a great, great show Great cast Thank you uh, The ensemble's fantastic Dedrick Bader, Kathy Kinney, Craig Ferguson uh, Ryan Stiles, of course yeah. um, How did the show formulate it, it? was around you How did you guys come up with the thing? And
2: Oh, um, I oh, geez, uh, How long time have we got? Uh, I, I had um, I was Bruce Helford Who created the show with me I uh, had a deal with uh, Disney once, and I worked – I was a comic, and uh, I had I – sh- I was on a show that didn't do well called The uh, The Good Life, and it got canceled after 13 episodes. I, I played the best friends, and Bruce Helford was a consultant on the show. So he had a development deal over at Disney TV, but he hasn't – didn't have his own show yet, so he's just, you know, helping to work on it. And then he said, Hey, I'm putting it. After we were at the rap party for it, he said, uh, Hey, I'm looking for comics to be in the writer's room. Do you know anybody? And I was friends with all the writers on that show, and they said, uh, Oh, you should do it. And I said, Yeah, that's a good idea. So while that show was on the air for the 13 episodes, I could have been, I was doing stand up then, and I could have been getting like 10 grand a week, easy, like doing clubs or more, because I was on a TV show. Yeah. But instead, I took like a $1,500 a week staff writer job on this other show that Bruce did. Uh, starring Gabby Hoffman. I can't remember the name of the show right now. And um, Patricia Heaton played the mom. And uh, that was even a more miserable failure than the other one I was on. that was only like six episodes, and they wouldn't show the pilot. And and, uh, it was horrific. But uh, after that, I was like, man, this is like the worst experience. And then uh, the writers there, they said, you should do your own show. And I said, yeah, I should do my own show. And then, so I was taking acting classes then, and I would tell people about acting classes, yeah, I'm thinking of, like, doing my own show, because I learned about sitcom writing, doing yeah. this other thing, even though it went badly. And they go, what are you going to call it? And I went, the Drew fucking Carey show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm going to call it? <laughs> I was like, Hello. I'm going to name it after me. <laughs> and uh, so I went looking at different shows. where I met with a couple people that were showrunners, and then uh, Bruce Helford, actually, uh, I told him about my idea, which is me and my friends, uh, and th- and he said, "Oh, we should be a uh, human resources guy. That'd be good because we could bring people in for interviews and stuff." And you have to have a girl on the show. I was like, "Really?" And he said, "Yeah, I gotta have a female, so to have a interest in." So we came up with the Kate character, and uh, so then I said, "Well, let's do the show together." So we did, and so you know we, we would sit around and think about story ideas, and he wrote the first draft, and we and uh, you know we pitched it to Warner Brothers. By the time that, by that time happened, he had been traded, actually, his contract had been traded to Warner Brothers, oh. like a baseball player. So, uh, we did it at Warner Brothers, pitched it to them. It's, if anybody out there, by the way, is interested in pitching a sitcom or something, we never wrote anything down. Yeah? Never. Like, people think like, oh, I'm going to write a sitcom and hand it to a guy, then they're going to read it. That's fucking fantasy land. That's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, you have to get together with a showrunner that people trust convince that guy or woman to that your idea is good and then present it verbally in a pitch don't write it down nobody writes down a writes a tv script and gets handed and they go fuck this is great and they make it 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 it. yeah so we pitched the idea we just made notes you know and then we pitched the idea to warner brothers that's great let's take it to abc took it to abc they liked it no this is nothing written down by the way we just handed no handouts or anything then uh, why don't you come up with a story? Then we went and came up with an idea for a story for the pilot, plus a couple extra shows. Pitched it verbally, nothing written down to Warner Brothers. They said, that's good. Let's take it back to ABC. Gave us notes. We pitched it to ABC. That's great. Here's your pilot order. Then we started writing things down.
0: Oh, my gosh. There was no wow. script at all at that point?
2: Nothing. Whoa. I, I don't know anybody who has a sitcom that does anything different. Yeah? Yeah. But I do know a lot of people that want to be sitcom writers. And say, Hey, I wrote this sitcom. Can you read it? Uh, like when we were when we would be like staffing our writing staff, like we get spec scripts and uh, we would read f- ten pages of the spec script, and if it didn't get us in the first ten pages, we would just throw it away. And if anybody's a writer, that's, what, that's what happens to it. <laughs> yeah, we read the first ten pages and we could tell right away whether this is a professional or this is not, or the jokes are good or the jokes aren't, and we just fucking like this guy sucks. We throw it away because we get a stack like this high, like the producers. Like in the movie The Producers, yeah. it's yeah. like that. It's like a stack like this high, as long as the couch. And we have to go through all those. And I was talking to some other showrunner once at a thing, and, I'm a, and it was like staffing season. I go, yeah, reading all those scripts, you know, reading like 10, 14 pages. He goes, 14 pages? 10 pages? You're reading too much.
0: <laughs> I said, really? He
2: goes, yeah, I give him four pages. If I don't like it, I fucking throw it away. Whoa. So there's people that are literally, like, they'll read the first couple pages and decide whether you're a professional good writer or not. And that's just to bring you in for an interview.
0: Oh, man. And then wow.
2: they throw your spec script away. Nobody reads the whole thing, so don't sweat it.
0: Had you been working with your cast before the show?
2: No. And I didn't think Brian would actually even get the show. Really? Yeah. There was another guy who, uh, I'll tell you, it's really funny, uh, interesting stories Like, uh, Dietrich Bader, actually, there's a practice that happens all the time. And if you're an actor, it's probably happened to you. Uh, it's, and it's called bringing in a ringer. And uh, so Dietrich Bader, uh, we liked him for the role of Oswald. And this is at the Warner Brothers level where the studio approves it. Les Moonves was the head of the studio at, at the time. And so we read the, you know, the final studio audition is a, a big one because that studio side, who you take to the network? to let the network decide. And you always have to bring at least two people. You don't just bring one. But Dietrich's the one we wanted. So there was another guy that uh, we didn't want, but he was okay, you know what I mean, decent enough. So uh, Les Moonves, and they get together after that, and he goes, okay, well, Dietrich and then the, the other guy, we'll bring them into the network. And I, I was brand new, and I went, uh, "Oh, that, that other guy, that we don't want that guy. What if he gets it? So I went up to him and I said, excuse me, uh, Les Moonves is on his way out the door. And I go, excuse me, uh, Mr. Moonves, uh, if that other guy gets it, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm going to like it too much. I could be I could scared saying that to him. Let's move movie. And he turns his back to me and on his way out the door and he goes, don't worry, he won't get it. Whoa. And he walked out the door. <laughs> wow. So we were bringing in that other guy, was the ringer for Dietrich. So you bring in somebody who's pretty good, but you know is not going to beat your guy. And you bring that guy in for the network audition. And that way you make sure your guy gets it while presenting a choice to the network. <laughs> and it happens all the fucking time. I've actually done that to a guy, I won't even say who it was, but there's a guy I'm a friend of, who's a really close friend of mine, and I brought him in as a ringer for somebody else. <laughs> I didn't know him then, but I, when I was telling him the ringer story, he looked at me and he goes, I was the fucking ringer that time, wasn't I? <laughs> and I said, yeah, sorry. That's just <laughs> I know somebody who actually, they were, uh, it was a, a, a part for a kid in a sitcom, and there was a kid they wanted, and they went out and they auditioned other kids. To be the ringer, not telling the wow. other kids that they oh were. Oh my
0: God! They all they
2: were looking for is somebody who was good enough to bring the network that wouldn't but still their sucked kid. a little. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Ryan, um, uh, I didn't know Ryan at all, and there was another guy that we really liked, and I thought, well, this guy's going to get it, and Ryan's not going to get it when we went the network, and when. And this guy was really good, and for some reason, when we went to the network, they have like a little stage at the network, like you know, this big, yeah. And the network people sit in stool, like chairs, like that above, and it's like a little tiny theater for ten people. And um, so this guy was doing to do the reading, and for some reason, he sat down. It was a thing where you have to sit down. And He turned his back to everybody, and he kind of got nervous and blew it. And then Ryan did his normal, so Ryan got the job. Wow. But I didn't think Ryan was even going to going to get it. That's crazy. I'd He's love not to that be. Good.
1: I'll be a ringer for you sometime. <laughs> I'm going to uh-huh. make it really theatrical, though. I'll have, like, a top hat and a mustache. And <laughs> yeah. Tis I the ringer! And
2: but you never, but you never know uh, when you're the ringer or not.
0: You can't That's announce true. it.
2: Yeah, you <laughs> can't. It's this thing you have to keep secret, but it happens all the time. It's like the sick... Like, it, like, <laughs> I've, I've heard it, like, not just people in line, but all kinds of people that happens to. You. So don't write anything down when you're pitching a script. Uh, Hollywood is going to fuck you over every chance <laughs> they get. <laughs> You know, it happens. And
0: if you get a really good audition, you're I probably g- there to I also let have, the other guy work. Since
2: we're at Sketchfest, Fest, uh, this happens to people too, where they'll bring in a comic or somebody they know was really funny to read for a commercial, to hear it, how good it can be. And they know they're not going to hire them. They just want to hear how good it sounds. And then, so I have friends of mine that go, yeah, I saw the commercial I tried out for that they didn't use me for and the guy's doing it exactly the way oh I did my it. Right. Gosh. They'll record it, and they'll go, oh, that's the funny way to do it. Do it like this other guy did. Here's yeah, the, I've the delivery. Seen, oh. I've, yeah. I
1: mean, Sam Levine once told me that he went out for a commercial where they were looking for a Sam Levine type, and he didn't get it. Oh! Yeah. 100% serious. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm not my own type. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. What else can I be?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. The, anyway. the best audition story I uh, ever heard, as long as we're talking about it, was from Jeff Davis. And he went on audition. Again, he, they brought him in just because they wanted to hear it, you know, done well. And uh, so he didn't, he didn't get the part. But he, he came in. It was a comedy thing. And he did it. And he was killing, killing, killing. Did the final line. Big laugh. And on the laugh, he turned around, shut the light off, slammed the door, and walked out.
0: Whoa!
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then got another big laugh from everybody. And there's people in the hallway looking at sides. So all they see is they hear laughter from the audition. The Jeff walks out, slams the door, and as he's walking away, he hears like,
1: bah, like
2: another big laugh from behind the door. And then they have to go and All these in. guys are like, oh, <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, no. If anybody's looking for something to do, to fuck over the guys in the hall.
1: <laughs> I always <laughs> love bad audition stories, though. Do you have any, Drew? I
2: hardly ever auditioned for anything. You, are you lucky, make your my own friend. show.
0: You're Drew fucking Carey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I, I, I did like a couple auditions and I always sucked at them. I've only done a couple and I was always really bad at them because I was nervous or it was somebody like a big shot in my mind. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they'd never want me. You know, I'd go in with that attitude. And um, so I would never get it. And I had to like the Drew Carey show when I had to just come up with myself and make my own show. Because before that, they were always like, hey, he would be a good in an ensemble. And I'd be like, no, I don't want to be an ensemble. I want to be my own star, my own thing. And they go, no, no, we'd see you in an ensemble as the regular guy. And I go, no, but how about the Drew Carey show? Not regular. How about the Drew Carey (laughs) show? No, don't see that. See you in an ensemble. So I had to make my own, write my own thing. So I never had audition really for anything.
0: That's awesome. And the first thing that you—that was your first project that you were writing. Well,
2: after the did the Tonight Show, I got a a development deal with Disney, Mm -hmm. and they made me do a. They made me do a pilot. No. Oh. They made me do a pi- pilot presentation that was really horrible that I didn't want to do. Oh. That I felt obligated to do because they'd hand me all this cash as a development deal. And it, it went so bad, I got fired from the Drew Carey project. Oh. And then they did it with somebody else. And it was like, you know, and it was during the L.A. riots, too. So I remember driving. I remember, like, getting fired and driving home during the L.A. riots. Going they like, think they're the day, having yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, This is the best day of my life.
1: <laughs> You're probably like, is this for me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Guys, it's okay. Yeah. I'll get something else. Um, so let's talk about the Tonight Show, because that must have been the most incredible thing ever, to get on Carson and have him call you over to the couch. Yeah,
2: there's a documentary coming out about it on PBS. Not about me, but about Jenny Carson. They're doing a uh, documentary about him. It's going to be on PBS in May. And they interviewed me for it. And I during the interview, I just broke down and cried. because <gasps> t- it, it, it was my whole career, you know, huh. this this thing that happened to me. And he wanted me to tell it right from the beginning. And I usually talk about like individual things, but I I told the whole story from my very first audition. And then I got, I got the show, but I missed the call. I had to wait three years to get the show again. Oh my gosh. And then when I finally did it, I had Johnny, Ed and Doc. And it was like, uh, I used to belong to a Pentecostal church when I was in junior high. And, uh, they really fucked me up. Uh, (laughs) but, um, they, it was like, it's the closest thing I could ever feel to revival. Like if anybody's ever been to a Baptist or Pentecostal church, the feeling you get when you like are saved and the Holy Spirit comes into you and you roll around and speak in tongues, like you've ever seen that? That's what it was like to get called over by Johnny Carson.
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm not even making that up. Oh. It's the closest thing I could feel with. Like I felt like I was floating and I, my soul was renewed and I was like that, this tingle and it was just like at a Pentecostal church when I was, staved when I was 13 and I was rolling around on the carpet speaking in tongues. Oh my gosh. Weird, right? Yeah. And and it was like, uh, I just can't, it was the craziest thing ever.
0: And that's a lot less emotionally scarring now probably than the other stuff was. Yeah,
2: and it didn't fuck up my sex life (laughs) like the Pentecostal church did. I don't feel guilty about jacking off because I've been to the Tonight Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one coming. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wow. You know what I'm saying?
0: Ooh, I didn't even mean to do that.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, banana jokes, go. <laughs>
0: uh, two bananas.
1: <laughs> we could
0: talk about the Oscars. Okay. Is that bringing it down?
1: Depends on how you feel about the nominations, <laughs> Vanessa.
2: Yeah, you guys like to talk about the Oscars and all this who's going to win and yeah. all that stuff. Well, See, I don't give a shit.
0: Next subject. Um.
2: Yeah, here's why. I'm, 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 like, philosophically opposed to the Bring Oscars. It on. No, that's
0: a good discussion. Because
2: I, I think, like, I always tell everybody, I hope your favorite millionaire gets a trophy for doing their job.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I hope your favorite person that gets every fucking thing in the world gets a little gold star and an attaboy. <laughs> yeah, all right. More for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, you got you're fucking like you're a TV, you're a movie star and you're already getting like every restaurant, all the good pussy, and then <laughs> you know, oh man, I need to get my trophy. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck your go? God damn it, that makes me mad. He deserved a trophy for doing his job in that movie and getting a million dollars for it. Like he made twenty million dollars, he didn't get his trophy. Yeah. That's unfair. <laughs> no, it's not unfair. He, gets, he already got fucking paid. He's a movie star. He gets all the good pussy. Fuck it. Shut up. That's what I think about the Oscars.
0: There's a big pussy shortage because of these there guys.
1: You
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to like, ration like, it. Uh, you know, Ryan Gosling, he didn't get nominated, right? No. Yeah. Well, fuck him because he's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that enough? Yeah. That you're this good-looking Hollywood dude that pulls down all the good pussy and you're Ryan Gosling? Isn't that enough for you? Isn't that good enough? You're in a good movie that people are gonna remember they're gonna love that movie the rest of their lives and they're gonna show it to the kids. Look at this great performance and you're gonna be a member for that. You need a goddamn trophy? <laughs> Fuck you.
1: See, that's what you think, but he's you know trying to close the deal with all these girls and they're like, Show
2: me your trophy.
0: Yeah. I Sorry. Seen a trophy yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, it just bugs the shit out of me that people need like this extra, you know, they're so needy, they can't like I do, you know, when I do a show, I'm done, I get my paycheck, I'm gone. You That's don't want my... a trophy? Fuck no, I don't give a shit.
0: We had a big presentation at Let's the end it. of the...
2: <laughs> keep it. I feel bad now. I got a People's Choice Awards once and I didn't even show up.
0: Oh, the people <laughs> chose you, Drew.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I, Drew Carey asked that we read this statement. <laughs>
2: Well, they... Fuck you, the people.
0: I'm knee-deep in Giselle
2: Bunston (laughs) right (laughs) now. The people don't choose you on on the... What they do is they go on the internet and they click as many times as they can to choose their favorite show. It's not even a fucking... Fuck it. (laughs) You think that's some scientific vote (laughs) they make for the people's choice? What about the Golden Globes, though? Fuck that twice. (laughs) That's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association trying to make money off a show. It's all people trying to make money off a TV show. Why are they
0: the foreign press?
2: Because nobody listens to them otherwise. They made this other they, <laughs> Honestly, they're the stupidest people. And then you, you try being interviewed them by one day. Like, so you've had your show in eight, nine years. Yes, it's called the Drew Carey <laughs> Show. Uh, you know, and then they, they give up this award like it's a big deal. That's what I think. People make such a big deal out of getting this trophy like it's so important, but it's not. It's like the work should I don't be think you
0: have your priorities, right? The
2: work should be the important thing. <laughs> well, it's kind of true because if you think about it, we
1: were always like, who won it last year? And you can it's so hard to remember. And it, it was doesn't just matter a year ago. You know what I mean? It just it's you forget kind of right away.
2: Yeah, I want to I, um, before i developed this philosophy, I'd won a Cable Ace Award and a People's Choice Award. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, but I was like, I still had to go to work. You know, yeah. and then I then I was finally like, "This is all bullshit." I can't believe And then believe you people. began
0: developing the. philosophy. Yes, yeah,
2: so and I then. got the philosophy, and then they <laughs> invited me back for this. I was going to win a second People's Choice Award, and they tell you ahead of time that's to guarantee that the celebrities will show up. So you already know you've won when you show up at the ceremony. There's no surprises, <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "No, well, I'm not going to go to this bullshit. So I'm not going to go." And my publicist was like, "What?" And then, and then uh, <laughs> the guy that produced it was like, "What?" And then uh, he called me on the phone. <laughs> And I was like, hey, this is really important. You know, the, he gave me this line, you know, the people, they vote on this. This is a special award show. It's different than the other one. And he kind of broke me down. I went, all right, I'll fucking go. And then um, I got all dressed up in my tuxedo, and a car picked me up. And we're on our way there, and I'm, I'm feeling so shitty, you know what I mean? Like the whole time. And we, we got there, and I saw the big, like, where Entertainment Tonight was interviewing people. And I saw that, and I was like, I just can't do it. And I told the driver, I go, just turn around and take me home. <gasps> so we went back to my house, and then uh, Tim Allen was there to give me my people's choice. <laughs> 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 and it, I, don't, I don't know what he said, but he had to go out there and go like, uh, Drew's not here. I don't know what he said. But it's um, <laughs> uh, so like kind of like... They were really mad at me, but <laughs> I, I have two People's Choice Awards now, and they're both in a box in a, my garage somewhere. I don't even have them out; they're in that storage. I give a shit.
1: <laughs> I have like one bowling trophy. That shit's out. Well, that's something.
2: That's something you earned. Yeah, that's I, an actual contest. You know,
1: I won bowling camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did
2: the big art. I hope Monet beats uh, Renoir in the big art contest coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he needs a trophy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, Monet painting sucks compared to the one. To the, fuck! And what are they doing that for? Like, can you <laughs> imagine that argument? How stupid it sounds! <laughs> every art is different. You know what I mean? Like every movie is different. Every TV show is like, why give a trophy and say this is the best one? It's fucking ridiculous, even on the face of it.
0: And people are all different too. Yeah. Like me and you. And
2: Sorry. I just <laughs> went off on a rant.
1: <sighs> well, uh, let's do first show. Okay. We do this every podcast. It's a different first question, like the first movie you saw in the theater, okay. et cetera. Uh, we've done a lot of these. But uh, you run marathons now. I ran a marathon. A marathon now.
0: 13 uh, marathons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it up for that. Drew looks fantastic, by the yeah, way. He does he, he not, so everybody? Uh, no big deal. And
2: I'm single.
1: hey uh, so the first if you read the tabloids, time, you'd know that <laughs> <laughs> What was the first race or athletic competition you can remember doing as a kid as a kid yeah, or whenever the first one you can ever remember doing
2: uh, I signed up for wrestling when I was in high school, yeah, and I never made it to even j v
0: but you are in the
2: I WWE. Just got, I just got beat up every fucking night after school. <laughs> and then uh, then I'd go watch the other guys wrestle. And then I'd get beat up some more. And, <laughs> you know. Not beat up, beat up. But, I was, you know. I was Roughed the, up. I was the littlest pirate. Aww. <laughs> but you are in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, I got booed more than I ever had in my life. Yeah? Yeah, I never expected that. Like, they asked me to do this. They said they, there's no actual WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. It's on the internet. <laughs> There's no, wall of fame. there's no building. There's no building. You would think they'd be smart and build a building in Vegas or something, or Tennessee, right. or
0: just put uh, stuff on a wall somewhere? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I it should be in Memphis. You know, we could people could go and visit this thing. And uh, but there's none, and they're missing. They're leaving money on the table, which is a pet peeve of mine. And uh, <laughs> so they go. You want to be in this? And they were always pretty cool to me. I did the Royal Rumble, and I went, yeah, that sounds like fun. And uh, then I started getting all these hateful tweets the fuck did you ever do <gasps> you never wrestled anybody why are they putting you in the hall of fame And i'd be like it's the celebrity wing
0: of <laughs> <laughs> a web page it's, uh, it's on a web
2: page <laughs> no, no reason to get up to hey this is bullshit you never risked anything in the ring motherfucker and then it was really like tweets like that and then uh i show up at this this announcement ceremony and here's our celebrity inductee drew carey boom like everybody booed. Wow. I couldn't even talk. They they were booing so hard. I couldn't even get the words out hardly.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: And then I was at the whatever arena where they <laughs> where they had the the rumble, and uh, I went to that, and they they announced me along with everybody else, and just it was they booed me so hard. Oh! And I was really I thank God for my all my Marine training. I, was, I used to be in the Marine Reserves, and I I Right then I was like, I'm going to fucking just, like a drill instructor is yelling at me, I'm just going to stand here and take it. And I stood there with like the blankest look on my face and let him boo me.
0: Oh. And I
2: got off there and I was like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> I actually was like, like, you'd think it would be horrible, but I was just like, wow, that was an experience you're not going to have many times <laughs> in your life. a lot of
0: hate in my direction. Yeah, like
2: 60,000 people booing you. <laughs> because you you said yes as a favor to <laughs> Vince McMahon just because he seemed like a cool guy to you one time in your life. And I was like, wow. So I, that's how I thought of it. I didn't think of like, oh, this is bad. I just thought like, man. So that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> to get kicked in the nuts.
0: Soaking it up.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: how about you, Vanessa? What was your first race or athletic competition?
0: Didn't do those things. Um, <laughs> not interested. I All I can remember of that sort of Ilk of things is the presidential fitness tests.
2: Oh, God. Oh, I guess I did that. But I wouldn't call that a.
0: It's just all I have. I didn't do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all I have anymore.
0: But basically, my memories were just being so terrified. So I was a chubby That'll, uh,
2: that'll put a bruise in your kid. banana.
0: It bruised my banana real bad. <laughs> my <laughs> memory is just danglings in, in different places for the while, well, like, while Coach Remington, who was such
2: an... That's his name? Yeah. Remington?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> remember had, the Remington's? He like, had Burt Reynolds Anybody?
0: hair and the shortest shorts, and he hated me, too, and he'd be like, Raglin, rope. And...
2: He had really short shorts? Really short Could just shorts. Did you see his balls?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> Alright, well Yeah, man, I could They were cool
2: Just asking
0: It was so vain. i so sorry
2: <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm the host of Prices Right so he's gonna hear this and I'm in my contract here So fuck that That's, that's through now It was nice knowing everybody <laughs> All he did was talk about cock
0: <laughs> And balls <laughs> Thank you Hey, could
2: you see his dick? <gasps>
0: You can do what you want in San Francisco. Uh, I didn't do well on those. How about
1: you? Uh, For me, I just remember that you used to do this thing around Thanksgiving uh, at my elementary school back in Michigan called the turkey trot. Uh, Does anyone remember how you used to do turkey trots? Basically, it was like, we can bribe these kids to run around. uh, Chased
0: by these turkeys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like the running of the bulls. (laughs) <laughs> it like, Release the turkeys oh, run. run Oh shit I don't want to get packed I don't want to get packed uh, Oh they oh. shit on me God damn it They shit on me For some reason <laughs> They made kids think That if they ran really fast It would be cool To win a Cornish game Because that's <laughs> Basically what they gave away. They gave like first place got like an actual turkey and then the second third place has got tiny little Cornish game hens to take home. That's what they bribed us with.
2: So you would run Everybody like, else gets a sweet potato. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't get the rest. Of it. You get the shitty part of the meal. <laughs> turkey game hen. You get a
0: box of linoleum. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's right. I did get some white wireless skates out of it. It was nice. Uh, yeah, so you, just, you would just run around for. I think it was like a mile or something. It was like four laps around turkey the trot. Thing. Yeah, turkey trot, and then you'd win a Cornish game hen. And then I, I always remember that I well, I think I won a Cornish game hen one time, one wow. time, one year. What'd you um, do with it? But there's you this stuffed one it with some rosemary
0: and yeah, roasted it nice. at 400. Uh, two
1: hours. Yeah, you just basically <laughs> go Welcome home the and go table. here, mom, and dad. <laughs> 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 Here's some raw poultry. Thanks. Uh, but I, I do remember, like, I always would always get pissed every year because I wanted to win the big turkey. And, like, there's this kid who was fucking lightning quick. Uh, John Turlucky, wherever you are. He, Turlucky? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Turkey Turlucky. Turkey, turkey Turlucky. Yeah. That's always what they call not him. Not a won. coincidence. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. always won
2: the... T- did he have really, like, uh, you know... A
0: gobbler? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when yes. Ren, he ran. Oh the signs were all there. Why didn't I see this? <laughs> it
1: was rigged, I tells you. They Uncon- didn't actually give away turkey.
2: Uncontrolled shitting everywhere he went.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every year, like he was really worried, and then he got pardoned or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that was that was mine.
2: How about another first.
1: Yeah. There you go. Meek. Um Before we get to your questions, let's let's do a really quick. Uh, let's just talk about who's lying, really quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, which fans of Who's Lying here? I'm sure. Woo! <laughs> uh, such a fun, great short form based improv sure. show, uh, which now you've taken done different versions of.
2: Uh, you do the improvigans yeah, show. Yeah, tried which... that on the Game Show Network, didn't work out. Yeah, but it was on for a little while. Yeah, it was Game Show Network. They didn't they couldn't find a place for it. It was like that followed by like Hollywood Squares or some shit. So it was like a, a weird fit. They were really nice to us, and we we're glad to be on the air there, but uh, didn't work out.
1: How did you uh, kind of get involved with the American version of it? Because it... <laughs>
2: um, Ryan, well, when we were doing the Drew Carey Show, you know, I got to know Ryan and everybody, the... Like, oh, my God, we saw Ryan do an improv in Santa Monica, and he was so funny. And I go, really? How's that going? Because I, I stopped I'd like stopped doing stand-up because I was doing this show. And I didn't have time. Any joke I wrote went into the show, you know, so I wasn't writing any new material. So after a while, I was like, man, it would be fun to learn this improv thing. sounds like fun. And Ryan did it. Uh, Dietrich used to do it because uh, he was a theater major. Kathy Kinney used to teach it. Ian Gomez used to teach it. Uh, and then uh, Craig Ferguson uh, was really funny, good at it. So I went to the improv, and I said, hey, would it be okay if I brought the Drew Carey Show cast here every Thursday to do improv? And I thought, that's the way I'll learn to do improv. And they said, yeah, sure. So I, got even, I even got uh, Krista Miller, who was terrified and didn't like doing it, but she was a good sport, and she went around. And so we would go up and do the whole cast, would do improv every Thursday that's night. That's awesome. Yeah, and that was my fuck you to all the other shows, because we never got any like, critical acclaim or anything. So we're kind of a goofy show. And, uh, but I was like, yeah, I'd like to see the other cast come up here with no fucking writers and do, so, uh, so we'd get up every Thursday and do improv. It was really fun. And then, uh, I was thinking like, wow, ABC could use a summer show. That'd be a good idea. Cause why wait for the fall all the time? So I told Ryan, I said, Hey, we should pitch whose line that show you fly over to England for all the time. We should pitch that as a, an American version for a summer show on ABC. And he said, well, you're in luck because Dan Patterson is in town right now trying to sell it. I went wow. really, and he goes, yeah. And uh, he was trying to syndicate it. I won't say I won't say what studio, but it was a major studio. He was trying to sell it into syndication, and they didn't want to use Ryan or Colin because Colin was too old and Ryan was too goofy looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they wanted that. Uh, they wanted uh, uh, Kennedy, the VJ, to be the host. Wow. Really? Yeah. True. True story. And, that's uh, weird. And remember that guy. In, remember that guy on MTV. He was kind of like good-looking and athletic, and he was uh, Dan Cortez. Yeah, they wanted him to be on. It. <laughs>
1: that's in Cole's spank bank. No biggie, you know.
2: So they, but, they, but that's what they wanted. They thought, oh, we'll have all these like hot young actors doing these improv games. And Dan Patterson was like, no, 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 no. You have to have Ryan and Colin. They're the funny guys. And uh, so Dan came to the improv once and saw the Drew Carey Show cast do improv. And I was talking to him, and he goes, yeah, you should be the host, and then we could do, you could do a little improv thing at the end. And I was like, uh, okay. We were right at the bar at the improv, and we thought that up. The next week, this is how fast it happened. The next week, we had the ABC executives come down and see us. We handed them DVDs of Whose Line, and they were on a plane to go somewhere the next day. And then the next week, they ordered the show.
0: Nothing on paper. Nothing Again. on
2: paper. Again. I'm learning wow. so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nothing on paper. And then next thing you know, we were doing uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's
0: awesome. And we had, all, had
2: Dan Patterson and all the same uh, British producers that came over. So they had the exact same producers. And by that time, they were using all-American cast anyway. Yep. Like They were using Ryan and Colin and Wayne. And the, there's all the same people they were using over in England. And, they did, and the same set, practically. And we just had me as a host instead of the Clive. You know? and, then, and at the end, I would come up and do a game with them. That was the only difference
1: Amazing Well, I feel like it would be a wasted opportunity Since we had you here To take advantage of the fact that we could do an improv scene With Drew yeah, You know,
2: I'm always what? the Whenever I do improv with those guys I'm always the worst one on stage
1: Ah, no, way. that's not true
2: It is oh, Ryan Stiles is so funny <laughs> I'm up there with Ryan and Jeff and Chip and Greg Proops And I'm like, I'm pretty good now I used to be terrible But now I'm pretty I can hold my own now But those guys are always better than me So what are we doing?
1: We're going to do a game called Playbook, Woo! which you've done on the Improvaganza show. Yes. Uh, we've got two plays here uh, Sam Shepard's Buried Child, and which is really funny, um, and Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, so, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and choose which? A round of applause. Uh, uh, Hot Tin Roof, Berry Child. Whew. General apathy towards both. Yep.
2: I think the uh, second one got a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. so there you Sam go. Sam Shepard. Uh,
1: so we're going to do an improv scene, and uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll stand up for it and everything. Oh, we uh, doing it at the same yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the way this is going to work is we'll get a suggestion uh, from you guys, and uh, uh, Venice is going to pee now. Man,
2: I'm sorry.
1: I'll draw out the explanation, V. I hurt my shoulder taking my jacket off. I just had
2: shoulder surgery, and my shoulder's killing me. I take my jacket off, it fucking kills me.
1: There you go. So we're going to get a suggestion for the scene. Uh, And uh, everything that uh, Vanessa and I say is is unscripted. Uh, But everything Drew says has to come from the playbook, A Buried Child by Sam Shepard. So uh, as soon as as Vanessa uh, gets rid of some bananas... (laughs) We'll, uh, is she
2: really taking a piss right yeah, now? And She really is. What the hell? We're in the middle of a podcast. I've never done that I mean, in my life. That's our, the most unprofessional thing podcast. I've ever seen. I'll be right back, everybody. Before I do my last number, I'm going to take a shit.
1: This enables us to do some crowd work, though. This is, I've this been is a great.
2: puppet, a pirate, a poet. A... Oh, I've got to take a shit. I'll be right back. Yeah. And a king, of... Uh, buh, buh, buh. <laughs> I pooped it my way. Uh, all right, wow, V. Oh, so glad I got to see Frank Sinatra, but he went and he took a <laughs> shit right before the last number. Couldn't believe it.
1: There she, she is. Is. The is. Time waits for no man, but it will for this woman. Uh, all right, so now I've never that we've of explained heard that, my life. this.
2: Somebody taking a piss in the middle of. A show.
1: <laughs> She's a trailblazer. <laughs> uh, all right, so I
2: think I'm in love. Let's okay, just
1: what? get a suggestion of, uh, let's say, a location. Wow, San Francisco. Wow, Whoa, San Francisco. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Any special part of San Francisco? Uh, yeah. The Tenderloin in San oh, Francisco. Boy.
1: Okay. Where we're currently staying, <laughs> the Tenderloin. Tenderloin in San Francisco is a suggestion. Thank you, guys. Here we go. Playbook.
0: Hey.
2: Hey. Are you Vince's father? Yeah, oh, uh, I'm falling on hard times as you can tell. Living okay. down here in the Tenderloin.
0: We just don't want to talk about it, okay?
2: Do you do much driving now?
1: Not too much now that I live in the Tenderloin and I have no car and/or home.
0: We get around just fine, though.
1: You're not that
2: old.
0: Thank you. I'm moisturized, so but I'm with him. That's so. a terrible
2: thing to say. There's corn. Really? I could go oh, for some no, corn. no.
0: No more corn. You've had enough. I just love He's nibbling. High. I've just been
2: husking the corn.
0: Oh, well. Uh,
2: Bumper crop. Unexplainable.
0: We'll, we'll have some, then. We'll have sure.
2: some. Or change, whatever. The whole yeah. back lot's full of corn. Far as the eye can see, it's like an ocean.
0: You're growing corn back there?
1: I knew they knocked down the Galaxy Theater. I didn't know that's what they are putting up there.
2: That's terrific. <laughs> You're Vince's father, right? His real father? I'm just asking. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, yeah. He um, is. I mean, you know, we don't talk You much like anymore. carrots? I love carrots. Corn and carrots. Ben's do you do, do, you do much driving now?
0: We <sighs> Not, We mostly walk because yeah, mostly. of where we live. So I
1: mean I pushed this cart, does that count? <laughs> no longer welcome.
0: Hey, corn man. You can't just lead us on about the huge massive corn you're growing back there and then waltz off
2: there isn't any reason here i can't find a reason for anything well
0: welcome to the club buddy
2: but this is not your house you have
1: to have some respect respect for this corner that i shit on nightly I don't much. Look, I used to
2: be so. Don't come near me. Don't anyone come near me. I don't need any words from you.
0: Just calm down. Well, you can
2: hardly blame others for not fulfilling your hallucination.
0: Hey, it's not a hallucination. We're doing just fine. We got a corner. We have a separate corner for pooping and peeing.
2: We got a two-corner system going currently. Uh,
0: double corner kind of a situation. I
2: never had any trouble.
0: Well, because you got a corn I, lot.
2: Can I bring my chair from the kitchen?
0: Yeah, sure. He's got a kitchen back there, too. God. Some guys get all the breaks.
2: That's right. 1935.
1: That was the last of it. (sighs) Oh, good. (laughs) Backstory. Never had any trouble. I ain't got nothing but that ever since. Not so loud. He'll hear you. He's
2: right in the kitchen.
0: Are you saying Vince is here?
2: Vince is in the kitchen.
0: (sighs) I didn't want him to see us like this.
2: There's no guarantee he's a snake, that one.
0: He's not a snake.
2: He's my son. not while, not while I'm sleeping. He cut my hair while I was sleeping.
1: Vince <laughs> is hair now? He's, a, he's a prankster. He's always done that. Oh, Vince, what a guy! Same
2: old <laughs> <Vince>. <laughs> my appearance is out of his domain. It's even out of mine. In fact, it's disappeared. I'm an invisible man, buddy. We can see you. She's insulted. Look at her in my house. She's insulted. She's over there sulking. I'm
0: not sulking. I
2: insult her.
0: I'm, not, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not, not sulking. I'm
2: not throwing a fit. I'm just. Grandpa, it. look, nothing fancy. It is nothing fancy. You drove all, so you drove all the way from New Mexico? If New Mexico is Bush and Geary, then yes, I did. Open your mouth.
1: I'm not falling for this one again.
0: <laughs>
1: and seen. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Drew. All right, home stretch.
0: Home stretch. All right,
1: uh, Vanessa does uh, five questions Hard every hitting. podcast. Hard hitting journalism. Yep. And That's so uh,
2: here we go with it. Are you ready for this? Yes.
0: Have you ever met an Olson twin?
2: Have I ever met an Olson twin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met them both.
0: Oh <gasps> Ah. <gasps>
1: Vanessa, backstory, Vanessa asks us every podcast. A handful of people, like the Dave Couliers that we've had on, i have met them.
0: <laughs> I didn't bring I that a, book for you to I have a great,
2: I have a great Olsen twin story. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> uh, buckle up, everybody. So, buckle it up. Uh, I, used, I, 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 I know um, uh, Bob Saget from doing stand-up. And uh, so when I was just before The Tonight Show, and uh, he just got a full house. And he goes, hey, when you're out in L.A., just come to a taping. So I was out in L.A., and I called him up, and he said, yeah, come to the taping. So I went to the taping, and I met everybody backstage, and I sat in the audience, and the Beach Boys were on. (gasps) It was the Beach Boys episode where Deej couldn't get tickets, so they had to reach the (laughs) Nice. And uh, so they shot out of order, and they did all the Beach Boys scenes first so the Beach Boys could leave early. It wasn't like a regular sitcom taping where they go in order. So the Beach Boys did all their scenes, and then they did a promo. And uh, it was Mike Love and Brian Wilson and everybody, all the Beach Boys. And the Olsen twins were about three at the time.
0: And, they were uh, really cute then.
2: So, yeah. So, uh, and what they would do is what they, they would have a line dialogue coach come up and feed the line to the Olsen twin they were using at the time. And the Olsen twin would just parrot whatever the dialogue coach said. That's how they did the line. So, uh, Mike Love is holding one of the uh, Olsen twins. Don't know which one. American. And he goes, hi. I'm Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Don't forget to watch this this Wednesday on ABC at 8 o'clock. And then the dialogue coach comes up to the Olsen twin and goes, say hi, Beach Boys. And then Brian Wilson goes, hi, Beach Boys. Awesome. (laughs) And everybody laughed for like a second. They went, ha-ha, oh. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh.
0: And everybody's like
2: looking around really uncomfortable. And then they talked to Brian, and he went, oh. And then they did the whole thing again. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is off to a really good start. (laughs) Okay. Now, um, a wizard appears because you've angered him. Mm -hmm. And he's giving you two options. And you have to pick one of these punishments. Okay. okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do.
2: Did I I mention I went to Pentecostal church?
0: (laughs) One of them is that you have to pull out someone you love's tooth by force, and you can never tell them why. All you can say while you're doing it is, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and please. Okay. And then they can, they'll be crying and screaming, and you can just only apologize. Okay. That's option one. Yeah. Option two is to have your own ear surgically removed, but you can be put out for it.
2: Those are my only two options. Yep. yep. Oh, this wizard is the Somebody's jig. losing a fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and they're never going to know why either. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I'm doing it, I'm going to be jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. to make it even worse. Carey, <laughs> Just to make it even more uncomfortable for them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting off on this, baby. What do you think? Yeah, scream all you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a unique fetish. It's a unique fetish. <sighs>
0: okay, yeah. you won half a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, Correct.
2: Yes. Right? For charity?
0: Yes. And the only other celebrities who have equaled that are Norm MacDonald, who knew the answer
2: and then got rush. talked out of it by fucking, uh, what's his dude? Regis? Yeah. Ugh. He knew the answer, and Regis was like, you sure? You sure? And then he was like, maybe I'm not sure, and he didn't Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. Regis. Yeah. It's for charity.
2: Regis also cost me my chance to say hi to Johnny Carson.
0: <gasps> what did Regis do?
2: Uh, I like Regis, by the way. <laughs> I really think he's the greatest guy. I'll just preface it with that. I have nothing against Regis. He's great. But... Uh, I did the Tonight Show. It was great. I got to come over and, and uh, meet Johnny, and you know, I called over to the desk, and that was really great. And then I was in show business the next day, and then I, I got another chance to come on the show like three months later, you know, in February, and he retired in April. And then my first one in November got called back in February to do another set, and I was like, oh, this time I get to shake his hand backstage and tell him I want to thank him for all that all he's done for me because I'm he made my whole career, you know. It's like oh my god, I got to say thanks. So Johnny Carson would have a um, he had a red velvet rope. It backstage, That's the only way you could say hi to him. He had to stand behind the red velvet rope Whoa. and he would come and greet his guests on his way out, you know. And uh, so I did my set. And then I, you know, went backstage and I'm waiting at the red velvet rope. And Regis was the next guest. And the, the last guest. And the whole time he was on, he kept bugging Johnny Carson about taking over the show after Johnny left. <gasps> And Johnny would go like, no, no, Regis. Is gonna come, come on, Johnny. I'd be a good guest. Wouldn't, oh I, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great taking over? Me? Uh, me? And Johnny would go like, ha, ha, ha. Try to say, change the subject, and Regis would bring it up again. No, but
0: seriously. And
2: then Johnny would try to change the subject, and Regis would bring it up again. And then show's over. I'm waiting backstage like this, waiting to say hi to Johnny Carson and thank him for making my whole career. Johnny, he's like, Duh, good night, everybody. Boom, He comes backstage. He's loosening his tie. He blows right past me. He's going, he goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm doing nope. his
2: tie, getting away from Regis Jesus Christ! He blows right by me, Aww. and I never got to shake his hand or anything. Aww. Thanks, Regis.
0: Thanks a lot, Reg. Yeah. Um, so okay. what about? So you, Rosie O'Donnell, Norm, or yeah, and Norm McDonald Right. You all won the same amount, okay. half a million dollars. If you guys had to pool your money and it didn't go to charity to start a business together, what would you do?
2: I'm A medical marijuana clinic. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a dream. Only, team. That only served the lesbians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on in, ladies.
2: The It'd jello's
0: the, right, the, right <laughs> over here. It would be the
2: Lesbian <laughs> Collective uh, Medical Marijuana Clinic.
0: That's a great idea.
2: And I'd be the money man. Yeah, I'd manage would. it, and no- Norm would be the face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the greeter. <laughs> and I'd be the guy in the back making sure all the books were okay.
0: Okay, here's another. Uh, you've angered an elf. Now God, you you Stop have been pissing people. all over the underworld. The like worst. <laughs> all right. And you have another two options. You can either have a butthole mouth, <laughs> but it still has your voice coming out of it. Is this not, looks like not, a butthole? It looks exactly... It is a butthole. Is it
2: a? Is it a, like the Kurt Vonnegut. Is it a? Is it a cute little... like pink butthole or is it a, like one of those ugly dark brown ones?
0: You you can't bleach <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> No, it's a cute I, little pink bl- butthole, okay. but you will need to These are fair it.
1: questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah,
1: yeah they are.
0: Um, and you can still talk normally and eat, mostly on a straw, but it's okay. okay. Um, or? Or all of your fingers are pinky toes.
1: I'm sure you have a stock answer for this. You get this question all the time. <laughs> wow. Mostly
2: on press junkets. Can things. I, um, am I allowed to... Shoot yourself a in the head yeah. is the
0: only other option.
2: <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to switch between the two of them depending on the situation? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's like, it's like the weirdest X-Man ever. You
1: know? <laughs> oh, thank God I have this butthole mouth.
0: <laughs> Leave it
1: up to me, everybody. <laughs> we need someone to climb.
2: Pinky toes, Go. <laughs> Go, 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 go.
0: Skitter, skitter, skitter. I think
2: pinky toe fingers, because I could wear gloves and stuff, but you can't hide a butthole mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's out there. It the is old totally adage, you can't there. hide a butthole, a butthole <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and this is my last question. How do you
2: dream these up?
0: Oh, uh, they come to me when I'm awake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I only had a butthole mouth? <laughs> it's a splendid psychosis. but yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I heard...
2: I once had a skin tag on a, my butthole.
0: Ooh, did you, what did you do? I
2: had to see a doctor, and
0: uh, skin that's, tags, a no right. big
2: deal, but I, it was bugging me. I didn't know what it was, and uh, so it was really embarrassing, because I was on TV. And I'll talk about it, because I don't care anymore.
0: Because you were on TV, but nobody, you didn't have, like, big ass shots on the drinker. No, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> but it was like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I, well, this is what happened. I went to the doctor, and I go, I think there's something wrong with my butthole. <laughs> i could take a look at it. <laughs> I'm going to level with you, Doc. I didn't know what it was. I didn't get out the mirror and look, you know what I mean? I just was like, I just go straight to a doctor. <laughs> And, uh, just felt funny. And, uh, so I had to like lay on my stomach on the table and pull my pants down around my knees. And then his female assistant spread my butt cheeks. That was the embarrassing part. And I was like, Oh God, you know, Jesus Christ. And then the doctor looks at it. He goes, Oh, it's a skin tag. Let me take it. I'll take care of it right now. And he puts a little freeze on it, you know, and then he takes a scalpel, he cuts it on and he, did some cotton, breeze on
0: your butt some
2: com, yeah, some cotton and some bandages. He goes, just take those off when you get home. It's gonna be fine. Come see me in a week. I went, all right. Week goes by. I go back and the same female assistant. I said, I'm like, uh. drop my pants, <laughs> lean over the table. Uh, she spreads my butt cheeks. The doctor looks at me. He goes, that looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, thanks. <laughs> It was about time somebody gave me some credit for
1: <laughs> <laughs> This kind of insight you get on the Pop My Culture podcast. <laughs> True so your story. your last question.
0: <laughs> I pulled a skin tag off my neck yesterday on the drive, and, I, and then I was wow. bleeding in Anderson's pea soup from my neck.
1: <laughs> That's all. <laughs>
2: Hey, skin tags come up wherever, man. You know when you're going to have a skin tag on something.
1: So, question five.
2: Uh, Sorry. Final question. I don't have a skin tag story, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Wish I did. Never had a skin tag in your butthole?
0: (laughs) I heard you're co-hosting an average Joe wrestling game show with Ryan Stiles. What's it called? And could you tell me a little bit about it?
2: That's (laughs) not...
0: No, it's fake. It's made up.
2: Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)
2: I was like, "What the fuck are you getting we, here?" We, for no, it? we
1: read it in the bullshit Gazette. Man, it's a front gotta page. quit reading the, the Huffington Post. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, um, uh, I'm, what, it's an
0: average Joe wrestling game show with, with you and Ryan Styles hosting it. I'm imagining you're just picking people, making them fight each other. Oh, that was my dream for oh. you. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's called uh, Fight for Your Life. Yeah, yeah, where we grab people from the street. And uh, we have real professional wrestlers and Navy SEALs and people like that that are about to fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and we just go, hey, buddy, welcome to Fight for Your Life. And then we have like, yeah, it's like at the end of Cheaters, you know, where they have like 20 camera guys come out. Uh, it's like that. And the guy's like, hey, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. And was like, too late. Fight for your life. <laughs> And, you know, it's always some place where you can't really get away. <laughs> like, uh, you know, back of a grocery store or something where there's not a lot of Elevator. running room. Yeah. And like, <laughs> hey, fight for your life, dude. And then me and Ryan, uh, we stand in the back and do commentary.
0: Great. And uh, some good sound effects probably. Boing. Uh, some sound That had to hurt. Yeah, we do.
2: Sometimes we play sound effects. Some play, some play, sometimes we dub it. Cool, cool. Let's you know, cool. like, Oh, you're hooting me. We do that. But it's called Fight for Life, and it's going to be on uh, TBS coming oh, in, in the great. fall. Oh,
0: yeah. Very, Very funny. Very <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's just about going to do we it. We did it. We did we it. Did we it. made it. Thank home you, we, did you some good, we shared some
2: stuff, right? We, we did. It. We got real. We did. Oh, man. We did. Oh, man. Yeah, we did. Uh, people on, can uh, want to see that?
1: Boom! Bam! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you want some? <laughs> 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 uh, please. Please follow Drew Carey on Twitter at uh, uh, Drew TV from TV. TV. Uh, you can follow me at Colstrad. I'm at Vanessa Radley. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. And you can also find us on Nerdist and PopMyCulturePodcast.com. Yeah. Hashtag com. skin tag. Hashtag <laughs> skin tag. Please. <laughs> please do. So thank you guys for being here. <laughs> thank you. Thank Drew you. Carey, everybody. I'm here at Vanessa Ragland Cole Stratton. That was a microphone. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.